0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5. Here on Monday, December 18th, 2023, I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. Exactly one week from Christmas and uh, a lot to get into. Monday morning quarterbacking is what we're going to do a lot on this show. We're also going to talk, obviously, some recruiting, portal, all that. But I want to get into heavy dose of quarterbacking, looking at Devin Brown in the Cotton Bowl, what we expect. What we expect to happen next year, quarterback for Ohio State. Kyle McCord ending up at Syracuse. But before we do that, I'm going to tell you about our great sponsor, Manscaped. Dan Rubin won the coin flip. He has elected to defer to the second half. So I get the pleasure of telling you about Manscaped and a great deal that these guys have. Santa Baby, the season for a fresh cut, is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in Below the waist Grooming have just launched their fifth generation performance package to help you. Avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using the code BuckNuts for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, which includes loads of perfect stocking stuffers. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code BUCKNUTS. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. There you go. Bam. All right. I tell you what, they have a bunch of good products. Like they even have above the above the waist products. I like the handyman. People that think we don't actually like have this stuff, like Bam Manscape, baby. All right, let's get to it. Now, I want to mostly talk about Ohio State's quarterbacks, but I, I gotta start off talking about Kyle McCord. When you saw he landed at Syracuse, what was your reaction, Dan Rubin?
1: Honestly, that he didn't want to compete with Dylan Riola at Nebraska. Um, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that was my thought, just because not on the inside for this one, but just reading the tea leaves or getting what we get from the people we talk to. Um, I mean, he's following the Tommy DeVito uh, game plan here. I think DeVito spent some time at Syracuse, Illinois. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and this is going to be my theme on the transfer portal and really everything in general here right now is that we are just in uncharted waters. I'm trying not to make any serious uh, determination on any roster moves or anything until everything kind of filters out at the end. It's a new schedule in terms of when people can leave and when they stay. Um, In terms of Kyle in particular, it's actually probably a good move for him. Um, I imagine they're going to, you know, let him – spread his wings there. Syracuse, you know, it's not necessarily a step down in terms of like you're saying power five, but there's no, when people say Syracuse, they think Derek Coleman, they don't think, uh, you know, quarterback. So, and and I get that, but I think he'll, he'll get a chance to play there, probably be the man and throw up some great numbers. Um, I know the new coach is a Georgia uh, assistant coach import, and you can see they've gotten some impressive guys on their staff and, Dave, I don't know if you remember this, excuse me, but there was a time when Syracuse was actually pretty good way back in the day with them. Don McPherson, Bill McPherson and Don McPherson were the quarterback coach combo. I'm not sure if I transposed that, but um, no, it's a good move for him. And uh, I'll bet you, they're very happy at Syracuse to get him. What's funny is, um, you know, here at Ohio state, we're like, yada, yada, but up there, they're like, we got a quarterback from Ohio state. So it's kind of a matter of perspective at this point. So I wish Kyle the best of luck.
0: Yeah. I wish him the best of luck too. He's a, he's a good young man. He's a hardworking kid, high character kid, never been in trouble. Um, and I think we can have a real discussion about this, you know, and I think this isn't trashing the kid. I think it does validate the idea that he was not Ohio state material. If he would have pulled like a Jamo, for example, or a Joe Burrow, it's like transferred from Ohio state to an LSU or transferred from Ohio state to an Alabama or fill in the blank. Not even necessarily those schools. Um, For him to transfer from Ohio State to Syracuse. And Dan, this isn't even the Syracuse you and I grew up watching. Like, it was like a big deal in 1992 when Ohio State went to the carrier dome and beat Syracuse in Eddie George's freshman year. Eddie George's, you know, coming out party, obviously, with three touchdowns in that game with Kirk Herbstreet as the starting quarterback. Syracuse had beaten Ohio State in a bowl game a couple years before then. Uh, You know, Donovan McNabb, uh, Marvin Harrison, you know, those guys, Marvin Harrison Sr., obviously went. that ain't Syracuse anymore, man. That's not Syracuse anymore. So th- even then, Syracuse wasn't like, you know, a primo program. So he's like going to like from Ohio State to like a tier three program. I don't even put him in tier two. So it kind of validates. But I'm my, In my opinion, it validates the idea that Kyle McCord was not, should not have been Ohio State's starting quarterback. He wasn't suited to be, wasn't good enough for Ohio State.
1: I'm not sure that's. I mean, if you take that tack, that's not really a super arguable point at this, at this juncture. I mean, you've got the anecdotal evidence, you've got the lineage, um, whether, you know, we talk about how it's an attractive job to be the quarterback here because of the lineage and the guys who have come through and gone to uh, the Heisman ceremony, but it's also a lot of pressure and it's a high standard. Um, you can't just throw anybody in there. So, uh, it's very interesting I mean, quarterback has become a different job in the modern era. When you look at the transfer portal and I don't have the exact number, I think something like 60% of the starting quarterbacks among the power five schools last year were transfers. It's going to be even worse this year when you look at uh, the way the portal is set up. So kind of reserving judgment on everything when it comes to quarterback, but it does feel like, uh, Kyle has m- maybe found his level.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. And you know, and the Nebraska thing, I I again, I'm sure you know his dad's involved in a lot of this stuff. I don't put that a lot of people are like, "Oh, here here, here Kyle is afraid of competition." I, I don't know kidding. what if what if Nebraska told him they weren't going to bring in anybody and then they bring in Rayola and maybe his dad felt like they were alive. no. I'm just this is I'm just spitballing. I don't know if this happened. I don't put that on Kyle. And I it feels like Syracuse is a good fit for him that this Young coach that you mentioned they got from Georgia. He was the Georgia DB coach, you know, this year and last year. Um, Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's a good fit for Kyle. It's a good fit for both sides. I'm sure Syracuse fans are like, this yeah. is awesome. Look at his stats. We'll see what happens. Um, All right, let's get to Devin Brown. Just, I'm just excited to see Devin Brown um, in the Cotton Bowl. And they've pretty much made it official. I mean, it's like, you know. It's like 99.9% he's going to start the game, maybe 100% unless he gets injured. So, um, and I loved when he came out last week for interviews, you can just see how he just is dripping with um, charisma. And um, I went back and watched his high school film. Again, his senior year is playing against competition in Utah. But man, this kid, people that think this kid can't throw the ball, please watch his high school film, not just the highlights, watch the extended version. He's more than just a playmaker and he can make plays. Um, there's such, it's been such a small sample size this year, Dan, and I'm really curious to see how he performed. And it makes the, the Cotton Bowl exponentially more interesting from my vantage point that, that Devin Brown's going to, like, we're going to know what we have. Maybe not 100%, but we'll have it because this is a good Missouri defense. We'll have a good idea of what we have in Devin Brown after this game. And it, it just makes it a lot more intriguing.
1: Dave, I said this on Thursday. I think, generally speaking, the Bucknutters – don't believe in Devin Brown because they know and I'm air quoting this, that Kyle McCord beat out Devin Brown. Therefore, Devin Brown cannot be um, good enough to hold the standard. We just had a whole segment on the guy that beat him out, not being to the level of, you know, Ohio state Uh, they're human beings and things just don't work that linear with humans. Um, There's a lot of stuff that could have gone on behind the scenes. I think we at least need to reserve judgment here and let the kid go out and play a full game with a full game plan, not as the Wildcat quarterback um, with a month of uh, Ryan Day game planning, um, which is still lethal, as much as people don't want to believe that from an offensive perspective. Um, And let's just see how it goes. He may be better now here's what I love about Bucknuts. If he is better, we are going to have some crazy ass threads about wasting this past season with, uh, him over Kyle McCord. Good Lord. I may have to take a week off from that. Um, but, uh, better than the whole season, right, Dan, it's going to be yes, true factors. Um, which you were threatening to do as I, uh, Consult was, human resources, it but um, a it was. It was
0: it, I was just asking. Which even at, at uh my, in the middle
1: of the night, and the raised voice was a little much. But I say threatening, even maybe. Even in my
0: early um, uh, Christmas parties on my side of the family, we had one like uh, you know a week and a half ago. That was a big topic of conversation amongst sure. the, my amongst my side of the family. They thought that was pretty funny, and I was like, "Funny? I was totally serious."
1: Yeah,
0: I wasn't real uh, serious,
1: but I digress. Right. Go ahead. No, no. So, um. Like, and then we're going to get to discuss Lincoln Keenholz as well. But I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt. And I know there's some people who don't believe that. That's fine. Um, when you've created a standard like Ohio State has at quarterback, you can't go a whole season at quarterback and have that really be the determining factor in a lot of people's minds as to why you weren't the team you should have been. Considering, in retrospect, you had the ball with a chance to win on the road, Um at the number one team, uh, air quotes again. So it's going to be very, very interesting, and I'm optimistic. Like you said, Devin Brown was not some Mac quarterback they picked up late in the process to uh, fill a hole. He's very highly rated. Um, Like you said, his senior year was not against the stiffest of comp, but he's an elite 11 kid, Um, and like you said also, from a charisma perspective, he is a different breed of cat. Kyle is a much more reserved dude. You talked about how we've met them. Even in the group settings, Kyle has a little bit of a buzz to him, a little, you know, a little something. Where Kyle's more Devin does. Wall, yeah. Wallflower might be a stretch, but he's just not effervescent. You like wallflower. But um uh,
0: wallflower is a good term for that's perfect. I know. When you were at that private party, like yes. you know, before the foundation's event. He absolutely was a wallflower at the you know the party before the party um well especially compared happened. to the other guys over Dave. there as I said and I told you we talked about it, and you agreed like I'm like damn man that doesn't <laughs> he doesn't carry himself like the Ohio State quarterback is what I remember saying and you and me and Mr. Bucknuts were all talking about it
1: it's I don't know as, it's that and Dave so many of the guys on the team are like the complete package of you know, like the guy you meet in high school who's bigger, stronger, faster than you, had a better grade, better-looking girlfriend, family was great, and stuff. Most of the guys in Ohio State you talk to are those kinds of guys. Those are the look guys. You, <laughs> look you right in the eye, and you're like, dude, this guy's 18. I remember meeting Carnell Tate in person. I was like, yes, he hurt my own self-confidence. That was I'm at the same event. Something. Remember that I was know. at the same event. Yeah, and that hurts because, like we we're saying, keep in mind, this is not charisma among average people. It's charisma among the alphas of all the alphas. You got to be the real deal. Holyfield. You got to be authentic. You can't fake it. Some of those videos that they showed that got out didn't like the the, the motivational videos just didn't feel yeah. so I get it. And I do think that Brown and Kino's have that little something, something Kenos is literally a living and I get it to Dakota, but he's literally a living legend um, in that state. So he's used to being the focus of attention and having to talk and stuff like that. So I don't want to take shots at Kyle. It's not, you know, that's a personality thing. And it look, I probably would have been intimidated in that big group. They're talking about the alphas of the alphas. So, you know, uh, but, but you've said that from the, you have said that and you've been going back to it all year and I kind of tried to deny it in the hopes that we were going to win more games. And you were right, and I was wrong.
0: I was hoping I was going to be wrong. I just, I've never seen an Ohio State quarterback that was successful mm-hmm. carry himself like that.
1: Mm-hmm. It reminded me a
0: little bit of Todd Beckman. Yep. Although Todd would actually, oddly, I can't say command a room better, wasn't maybe even that nervous. But it reminded me a lot of Todd Beckman. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, great question here from my guy. Love this. Tom Brenneman. Good to see Tom checking in. And this is a question. Awesome. I, I love this question. Tom Brenneman, can the Bucs really go into next season with current quarterbacks and Nolan? I wanted to get to this anyway. Tom, thanks for the question. Uh, Tom, big Buckeye fan. Uh, all right, let's get to it. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think there's no doubt they're going to bring in a quarterback from the portal at some point because no know, know day one's four scholarship quarterbacks. You're going to have Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholtz Aaron Nolan, who's going to enroll early in January, which is good. My question, Dan Rubin, is that going to be a Tristan Jebbia type, a Chuganoff type, one of those, just to add depth, just to get a, another scholarship quarterback, a Gunner Hoke, or are they going to actually try and um, you know, get somebody that can help, although the list is running out, and does it depend on how Devin Brown looks in the Cotton Bowl?
1: What jumps out to me about that question is uh, Chuganoff will be an excellent trivia question at some point. That just uh, jumped back into my brain there. Uncharted waters, Dave, let's say Devin, Br- Devin, Brown goes out and kills it. Obviously that would make things a lot easier. I also think people are jumping the gun in terms of the transfer portal, um, schedule here. There are like the playoff teams, for example, you can hop in the portal and go through mid January. Um, the idea that if you don't have a transfer portal quarterback on the team before the game, I, I, I think there's going to be a mass exodus again after these bowl games. So um, as of right now, I would go Gebbia. Um, but that's, I mean, I'm somewhat guessing just because anyone who says they know what Devin Brown is going to play like or Lincoln, you know, is going to play like that hasn't been in practice daily doesn't really know. And even those people don't really know. Let's be honest. Right. They haven't seen it for real. Right. You know, on um in, in Jerry world, you know what I'm saying? And with every Missouri fan known to earth in the stands and a lot of Ohio State fans. So I think so much of it's just uncharted waters. I would be very surprised, however, at this point, if they go out and get one of the names that everyone has latched on to in terms of, you know, the Cam Wards of the world. I just don't think that's going to happen. Largely because I don't think they think Cam Ward is that much better than what they have if they do. And I would hurt it would take a ton of money. Um, so that, that doesn't strike me as something that's likely. And if they were going to do that, why didn't they do that just at the very beginning anyway?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've changed my tune just because, you know, <laughs> situations change. When McCord first announced that early Monday morning, when you and I were, I was doing show prep, it was like 6.30 a.m. And frankly, I normally wouldn't be up that early, but I have to get up to help my, my wife's a teacher. And I so I, she get leaves at like some ungodly hours. So I have to help get my daughter's, uh, to school. Um, so I happened to be up when word broke that morning and I had to go on CBS HQ. You and I did a show and I'm thinking they must have a quarterback lined up in the portal that he's bringing in to be that, you know, QB one for a year. But I, I don't I don't think that's the case anymore. I think he believes in Devin Brown and he believes Lincoln Keenholz. If something doesn't go wrong with something does go wrong with Devin Brown, he believes in Lincoln Keenholz. That's my gut feeling. Then you have Aaron Nolan as a true freshman. I think it's, you know, a a stretch to think he's going to start as a true freshman, but at least he's enrolling early. At least he played against really good competition in Georgia. Um, I love that about him. And I do think they're going to bring in somebody for depth. So I've gone from thinking he's going to bring in somebody challenge or be that QB one to he's probably just going to bring in somebody for depth. So I, I think you're on the money with that. All right, let's, we're going to talk, uh, you know, comings and goings, importers, exporters, and the portal and recruiting in just a moment. But, uh, You know, Dan wants to tell you about our other sponsor on today's show, Nuts.com. Dan Rubin,
1: the floor is yours. Once again, Dave, thank you for these nuts. Different nuts. Kids, have you ever been to Willy Wonka's Candy Factory? Well, since that's not exactly possible, let me introduce you to the online version of that, Nuts.com. In addition to an amazing selection of nuts, they have tons of classic candies like butterscotch, fudge, and licorice. At the grocery store, you can get pecans. Dave, is it pecans or pecans?
0: I say pecan, I think. I've been rotating. Tomato, tomato. I don't like the tomato, tomato thing because who says tomato? I guess people in England. England? It's potato,
1: potato. Let's go with pecans. No one says potato.
0: No one says potato.
1: No one does. But you don't want bourbon pecans, sweet and spicy pecans, pecan brittle or butter toffee pecans. (laughs) Or brittle. I I feel like pecans. Anyway, if you're eager to try these, head to nuts.com to see the hundreds of different varieties of nuts they offer. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. Their wide selection means there's something for everyone. Right now, nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of twenty-nine dollars of more or more, excuse me, at nuts.com backslash bucknuts. So go check out all the delicious options at nuts.com backslash bucknuts. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend twenty-nine dollars or more. That's nuts.com backslash bucknuts.
0: There we have it. Bring it. All right, well, so how worried should people be that there's going to be, what, multiple guys flip from Ohio State to an, another program, maybe smoke no fire? Where What do the people need to know, Mr.
1: Rubin? Okay, yeah, uh, the Jeremiah Smith deal, I think everyone is well-versed. Florida State and Miami making a late run. Brian Hartline told Dave and I in this exact forum here that if he was here, uh, Jeremiah Smith would be here. And who am I to disagree with Brian Hartline? Especially when he said there was a giant brawl in the locker room and we asked who would emerge among the team. He said me, which uh, is still one of the things I remember most about this football season for some reason. Anyway. Um, he lacks confidence. Jeremiah, I'm sorry. I said Brian Hartline lacks confidence and always has. Not at all. Speaking of alphas. <laughs>
0: um,
1: The really interesting one I think everyone's referring to is Edric Houston, defensive tackle from Buford in Georgia. Long been committed and committed to Larry Johnson in particular. He visited Clemson on Friday and then, uh, excuse me, Alabama this weekend. The word on the street is the people telling him that uh, Larry Johnson could be out um, or weighing on his mind, and he wanted to make sure his options are cleared. Ohio State has made it clear to him that Larry Johnson will be here, but um, it seems like we've gone. We've literally. I feel like we've gone through this with Larry every off season since he got here. It's if you want to write a a term paper, I don't want to do that. Um, So, I I expect education to be part of the class. I I mean, uh, as long as Larry's here, same thing. Uh, I, I get people want to take their due diligence at the end. And keep in mind, you have to understand the, the the ground beneath us has changed to some extent with NIL. People taking these last visits and stuff when we used to just think, oh, he was going there because of this or that. Now we really don't know for sure why people are taking these last second visits. Um, they could. Jeremiah McClellan, to me, is also a very interesting wide receiver out of St. Louis. Um, I know for a fact that there were people around McClellan when he was committing that told him, Ohio State may be a bridge too far to cross. You won't get the ball. Um, You're going to be the third or fourth receiver in this class, yada, yada. And he said, I want to compete against the best. I feel like I'll get there and be one of the best. I don't know if he's wavering. Um, Oregon is making a late run. They've always been in it. And look, Oregon might, might as well be called Nike University. They are going to be a very attractive spot during the transfer portal era. And they already are. It's a very good program that's moving into the Big Ten. So if you're Jeremiah McClellan, you now get to play in front of your family when you wouldn't have, uh, possibly, it ha- had not their schedule you know, afforded you that chance. So that's interesting. And then Jordan Lyle, the running back out of St. Thomas Aquinas. I think everyone expects to flip to um, Miami. Um, I cannot get worked up about running backs who are not ranked in the top 20. Um, to me after that, I'm not done a dozen is a real stretch, but I do think, I mean, Mayan Williams was the latest of late ads headed to Iowa state and was fantastic running back. is just not one of those positions I get too freaked out about. Um, not to mention you could probably go into the portal and get one at the last second from almost anywhere. Those are the guys you need to be worried about. Um, like I said, I do think, uh, Lyle flips. I think, I could see McClellan flipping um, just because of reading. And Steve Wolfong is very connected in the Midwest and has those vibes. But as long as Jeremiah Smith and Edric Houston help in the class of those four, I think you can take it and run with it.
0: Yeah. And like another thing about running back recruiting, like as long as James peoples stays in the class, which he will, I'm good. Right. I like that. And I love that he, Playing against top competition in Texas, that's huge. And Buckeyes have done pretty well getting kids out of Texas. And when's the last time they had a really good running back? I mean, Carlos Hyde would be the last time they got a really good running back that turned out to be a really good running back at Ohio State from the state of Florida. I mean, you go back, you know, Trestle's first recruiting class had like Lydell Ross in it. He looked like he was going to be a star, and then he faded out. Um you know that we, you Good know, question. we haven't. The Buckeyes really haven't uh, landed, other than Hyde. I'm probably leaving somebody out. I mean, there's. Who's guys- the
1: dude with the weed in the back seat that never got here? What's that? Who was the dude that got busted with the weed in the back seat and never got here? Oh, that. I... Or did he get here in transfer? I can't remember. That's a long way back. You remember was what I'm Sneed? talking
0: about? Was that Brian Sneed? No, they had, and Sneed it got it. here. It wasn't Mo Wells. Thinking about all he these, was a
1: young, he he was a smaller, faster back. I
0: guarantee you, somebody in the comments, uh, yeah, Jamal, know, we'll Bear, There yeah. you go. I, I knew, I, I knew all you had to do. I'm like, oh, I just got to pull up. There you go. There well, you go. For the those boss, of you at home, boss, it's Jamal Berry. My guy. My guy is he, He's responded 15 times. <laughs> we got you. It's Jamal Berry. I know some people are a little bit behind. I get it. That's awesome. Of, like because of the YouTube ads. Um, I I get it. Some people are a little behind. We got you, man. We got you. I knew That's a great
1: job by the crowd, by the way. They're pondering. I'm like,
0: oh, let's check out the comments. Someone's got this. So I want to go back. Well, yeah. James Peoples, love him. He's going to sign with the Buckeyes this week. All right. I want to get back. We're going to get back to that and, you know, recruiting in just a minute. I do want to go back to this. HC4 Buckeye says, screw the, it's a stretch old head belief. If Aaron Nolan proves to be the best, then so be it. I completely agree with you. I was saying it's a stretch to think he's going to start as a true freshman. Like, if we're making predictions right now, I'm certainly not predicting Aaron Nolan's going to start as a true freshman. If you tell me he comes in in January and then through spring ball and then camp proves he's the best quarterback, let's roll. Let's go. I mean, Braxton Miller was, you know, he didn't put up stats because it was, you know, the fickle year. Jim Bowman was, you know, running that offense. But he went up to Ann Arbor as a true freshman. And balled out, even though they barely lost that game. Um, and but the thing is, Braxton had to beat out Joe Boserman. Okay, Aaron Nolan's gonna have to beat out Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholtz. Whatever you think about those two young men. They ain't Boserman. I think Brown and Keenholtz are gonna surprise some people. So I wanted to go back to that. I agree with what HC4 Buckeye is saying. I'm not saying like, oh, he's a freshman, don't start him. Like, no, no, if he proves he's the best, so be it. All right, I want to get to this. That would be shocking though, Dave. So our guy, Mark Neal, came up with a very, uh, it's such a, a perfect nickname, simple but perfect, called Urban Meyer the Spatula. And at first people like, the spatula? Yeah, because he's always flipping. <laughs> he's always flipping big-time recruits. Feels like it's gone the other way now. And some people might be, well, NIL is, is the reason. NIL is not going great. It's not going terrible for Ohio State. We've gotten into that. It can be better, and hopefully it will be. I don't know, man. What do you make of it? If It's gone from Ohio State's the one flipping big-time recruits to – it looks like big-time recru- recruits are going to get flipped from Ohio State.
1: Well, I got to see them get flipped first. That's true. Um, to get worried about it. Um, I don't really have a great answer in terms of uh, – except for the fact that I'm not sure you can compare anybody on the recruiting – I mean, maybe Nick Saban. When you start comparing people to – this guy behind me here, holding the trophy. You're really asking for a little bit too much. In my opinion, urban was a one of a kind, man. Like, uh, let's put aside for a minute, all the negativity that people like to bring up when you talk about, and you can watch it now, the desire to win. I've no, know if I've ever heard anybody speak out loud that I felt wanted to win more than urban. Um, (laughs) And And that's that's just it. I don't know what else to say to that. And he's proven it. And Urban Meyer comes into your living room to recruit your kid. Your dad's intimidated, okay? That's not the case for every coach who walks the earth. We talked about charisma on this show. You want to talk about presence and charisma in a group setting among alphas? Urban is the alpha of the alphas. So I'm not comparing anybody to Urban Meyer except – Nick Saban and you sometimes just got to be appreciative of the fact that you had him rather than comparing those who come behind him. That's my opinion. I don't even want to say what would happen if Ryan Day lost his job, who I would want to be the head coach again. Anyway, uh, I just think it's tough. And so Day's calling card which is why this has been a challenging season, is the ability to run an incredible offense and have a great quarterback in the stable at all times. People forget about this. There was no first-round quarterback picked in the Big Ten for like 20 years. And then Ohio State is on a run of first-round quarterbacks. There was a blip. I realize this. Um, If you get rid of Day, you're going to have to go back to the drawing board when it comes – Having a great quarterback, even though it is really the baseline for success, and he has earned the benefit of the doubt there despite what happened this past year. Now, if the next quarterback isn't up to snuff, then we should get really fired up, and then I think you're going to see a change, and the recruiting philosophy could change. But in terms of big flips, I have to think the big flips now are somewhat NIL-motivated until I'm told otherwise. Um. And let's just see the big flips happen and see it practically play out where Ohio State's actually lost someone that was going to come in and really contribute, because that's another thing I think we've gotten away from. It's not easy to come in at Ohio State and get on the field. Guys who transfer, people don't transfer to Georgia or Alabama unless there's an obvious hole to play in, wide receiver or something like that. You're going to go to a depth chart that's packed. Guys tend to go down. There's been, like, note that no one, the exodus of Georgia should show you, like, at Ohio State, the guys that go to these schools now, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, especially those three, they never think they're going to sit. A.J. Harris is already leaving Georgia. Those guys don't go to college to sit. Those are the studs of the studs. So those are the guys that are going to leave to play at a little bit smaller program. That's the best way to do it. That's just, it's not, it's not an exodus. These guys are good enough to play elsewhere. They're better than the guys on these other teams. So that's just going to play itself out. Um, if you have more better players, you're going to have more teams coming after you. Now that's just a fact. It's just incumbent upon these regimes, Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia, to replace them. Keep in mind, Georgia lost guys who were going to start in the bowl game. Now, it's not the bowl game they wanted to be in, but there were veteran players, their middle linebacker, um, a corner left the program. That has not happened at Ohio State. Um, The only guy who left, to my knowledge, that was and it wasn't even a guarantee, um, is Kyle. And if you even look at the guys, I'm sorry to go on too long here, Dave. If you even look at the guys they tried to bring in in the transfer portal, if you look at Ohio State's depth chart, like, for example, on defense, who do we know for a fact is leaving? right? The two linebackers and Proctor. So who'd they bring in in the portal to check out this weekend? Caleb Elam's arm from, and if I butchered that name, I apologize from Cal and a safety from UCLA. Cause we don't really know who's leaving Ohio state yet. They got to play in the bowl game. So they're covering their bases, right? The get, we know Marv's definitely leaving, but they're not going to bring in a transfer portal receiver here. The wouldn't guy wouldn't even play. So the two spots, they know they got to fill on defense depth-wise, linebacker and safety. They brought guys in. They're going to play the, play the bowl game, see what they need to do, and then adjust. I think there's going to be a second window for these higher-level teams who are focusing on the bowl game when it comes to the transfer portal. So we're now having to preach patience to a people with the name Nuts in the title, and it's difficult, and I appreciate that because they pay my salary. But let's at least, this first time through this aggressive transfer portal situation, because it wasn't even really like this last rotation. Let's just see how it peters out in the end. If at the end of this, the roster is talent deficient and we're going into next season worse than we are now, I'm all on board. You know, we can get our pitchforks out, but I think we at least deserve to go through the process and a full bowl game to see how it plays out. when we've never seen it play out for anyone yet before.
0: Yeah, there's definitely going to be a, a second wave, and that's when Ohio State's gonna land their players in the portal. It's the same thing they did last year when they get Igbenosen after right. the playoff. And Igbenosen was a great get, Perfect. in my opinion. Great Ideal, get. great get. And I thought Jahan Carter was a was a good get. He couldn't even see the field. Um, but you know, Josh though, ended up being a good get. He didn't come till June. You know, Vic Cutler ended up being nothing, but like, you know, he came after the bowl. So like guys that are going to come in, Lorenzo Styles Jr., I could go on and on. The guys that came in last year came in after the bowl. So I think we will see a big wave uh, when the second uh, portal window opens. Uh, as far as guys coming to Ohio State, they've already lost 14. But interestingly, none of those 14 were ranked. This is just according to The Athletic. It's just one publication. but. I put this on Bucknuts Friday or whatever it was. The Athletic ranked the top twenty-five players in the portal, and McCord was still in it at the time, and all those guys. Zero Ohio State guys are in the top twenty-five. Zero. So they're losing, you know, some guys that they wish they, you know, would have on the team. But um, it's not like they're losing yeah, I, any super studs or anything, man.
1: If his last name was easier to pronounce, I would use Igbinosin as like the template to say, "Oh, he's the next Igbinosin," and that. You want a guy that comes from a big-time program, Ole Miss, who started as a freshman, hopefully a true freshman. That would be even better. Right. And That has two years of eligibility left. Kamari Ramsey. Kamari Ramsey is the ideal transfer for us And this. He was supposed – like we had done a – Mark Porter did a scouting video on him. He was that close to committing to Ohio State. He chose Stanford and flipped to UCLA, but – Richard freshman who started and has two years of eligibility left from UCLA. Now that's a guy who come in here and play. Most guys can't get on the field here. Jihad Carter, like you said, was a stud at Syracuse. I believe he was maybe second team all ACC. Couldn't get on the field. So we got to go. This is like free agency in football, man. The best teams are not built through free agency in the NFL. They're built through the draft. And then you go and pick and choose the right spots after that team's built on free agency. That's a rickety foundation. You are built through the draft. So we need to be built through recruiting and keep in mind, like I said, this is the beginning of the transfer portal era. We don't have enough data now to know that was wrong um, or too aggressive of an approach. I really do actually agree with Ohio state's approach. It's just going to take a season or two for, to, to show, I think. Thank
0: you, Brass Tax, loyal viewer of the program. If you're watching on YouTube, like the show. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that very much. Great stuff from Dan Rubin. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. Another big audience. Really appreciate that, guys. I know you have a lot of uh, options out there. appreciate you guys making a Bucknut, the Bucknuts Morning 5 part of your daily routine Monday through Friday. Thanks again to Dan. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day.